Guys, with all this talk about who gets to be on money, uh, you wonder sometimes what those historical figures would think about being on money. And I'm thinking particularly <laughs> about Ben Franklin. And I asked Ben Irvin, who's the leading expert on the subject, what would Ben Franklin think? I think Franklin would be horrified to find himself on the $100 bill. And here's why. Franklin didn't admire currency that celebrated these heroes. He saw that as a lost opportunity. If Franklin were designing currency today, <laughs> he would create emblems that reminded the people who carried that currency to work hard and ultimately to put their faith in the United States. So what I want to know, guys, does it matter yeah. what historical figures would have thought about being on our money? Hey, it's us. It's our money. No. We can put money if we want to. Guys, uh, I, I think it's perfectly appropriate for us to put historical figures and new historical figures on money. Money has a history. It's changing. And the people we want to remember and who can speak to us, they change over time. And I think it's time for a shakeup. Yeah, Peter, it's not like your century where there were only seven people in the country. <laughs> yeah, Today, if you want to put someone on a bill, you got to move someone out. And so this is mm. where I think Ben is right, he, you know, and he's channeling Ben Franklin about emblems. Right. So I think one person who just would detest the emblem of the Federal Reserve is Andrew Jackson. So isn't <laughs> it convenient <laughs> that we can move Jackson from the front of the $20 oh, bill oh. to the back of the $20 bill? It's going to make him happy wherever he is because he well, hated bank? banks. He constructed his entire political career in opposition to the banks, especially the U.S. Bank, the Bank of the United States, which – eventually became the Federal Reserve. And there he is, a poster child for the $20 bill. So we conveniently have, if not removed, at least moved to the back of the bus, one person mm -hmm. making room for, Ed, Harriet Tubman. And what I love about this is Harriet Tubman meets both the needs that Ben Franklin laid out for who should be on our money, instructing us about the value of hard work and the importance of identifying with the nation. So let me right. tell you about Harriet Tubman. I mean, you, you've been, been reading a lot about her as an image, but not as much about her as a person as we might. Yeah, I don't think of her as a bureaucrat. Eh? Yeah, well, that, that, <laughs> see, she has a different rationale for being on the money. So let's imagine this. Here's a woman born into slavery makes herself free through enormous bravery, and then decides that I'm going to use that same bravery to make other people free. I'm mm -hmm. going to go back into slavery, risking all that I have, wow. and help other people find their way through the Underground Railroad to freedom. And she does that time after time. When the Civil War comes, and here's another way the history of the past and the future rhyme, she is an ally of the federal government. The so same she thing. belongs on the bill. Yeah, well, I more, got more, it. Even more than that, because it's during the Civil War that the great campaign that ends up emancipating the enslaved people of the United States is financed by greenbacks. Uh, this is the time that the paper money that we know today is actually created. So I think it's great that Harriet Tubman is going to be on our money. Brian, I think it's good that Jackson remains on the $20 bill because it sets up a kind of dissonant duet that we need to keep listening to. This is not a harmonious song they're singing. This is a, 
big struggle. Some of the biggest struggles in American history are represented right there. Uh, Andrew Jackson, of course, was a great hero of the Democratic Party and of uh, white men, particularly white people in the early republic. And of course, now we associate him with Indian removal. We associate him with racial slavery. And so his reputation is sunk. Uh, And uh, so this is a, a story that we need to continue to engage with. But one of the ways to engage with it is to think, how do you get out of a world of removing Indians and enslaving African-Americans? Well, one of the ways is that you fight for freedom. And I think that's what Harriet Tubman says to us. So, Peter, that's eloquent, but I think we're going to run into a problem. Uh, As long as we're using money to Mm -hmm. spread the good stories that we need to hear. That's right. What are we going to do when, as people say, we move toward a currency-less culture. Well, we're certainly and, uh, using it less and less. And I, I, I do wonder how much people actually care about physical representation of money today in the digital age. What do you think, Peter? Well, I think the most vulnerable figure on disappearing money is George Washington, because the $1 bill has got to disappear before the other denominations. They've already gotten rid of the one pound note in the UK. And who needs it? It should be changed. But in a way, they're all going. And one day, like postage stamps, like CDs and records, they're going to be collector's items, ways to remember the good old days. I do think this is the one bittersweet thing, Peter. You've put your finger on it. We are finally getting around to honoring women and in Tubman and African-American women at the very time that currency is soon to be irrelevant. You know, it's not unlike uh, the controversies about memorials now, monuments. Right. But yeah. I'm pretty sure the 21st century will find other ways to commemorate the important people in our past. And I'm glad we have a broader range of who those people are. Earlier, we heard from Ben Irvin, a historian at the University of Arizona. He's the author of Clothed in Robes of Sovereignty, the Continental Congress, and the People Out of Doors. 